Good morning again. The Lord is good. I want to share this morning um, something that I heard last week. I was just kind of listening to the radio. and uh, First of all, uh, before I even get into that, I just am so grateful f- to the Lord that uh, this morning that when we come into this place, we are in a place where the pastor, the leaders, the uh, most of you believe the Bible is true that it's the it's the rule for faith and practice in our life. We believe that it's it's given to us uh, to point us towards Jesus. Uh, the whole of Scripture is to point us towards Jesus, and um, I'm just very grateful to God this morning that uh, we don't have to wonder about the validity of Scripture this morning. And as I was listening to the radio, this is a it's an interview uh, from. It was Tony Perkins with George Barna, and George Barna does uh, Barna polling, and it was really staggering, the the things that he was saying. So uh, here's just a few statistics here. Six percent of U.S. adult population have a biblical worldview. I mean, that's not too surprising. Here's here's where things get a little bit confusing. One of five people who regularly attend evangelical churches have a biblical worldview. 41% of senior or lead pastors in this poll uh, have a biblical worldview. 28% of associate pastors have a a biblical worldview. 13% of teaching pastors have a biblical worldview. 12% of youth pastors and 4% of executive pastors. Just going to read some of their conversation about this and uh, just bear with me. So Perkins says, let's just take a teacher and you don't have a biblical worldview. What do you see the Bible as? Barna's reply, a helpful guidebook. Perkins, but not something to give direction and inform your life? Barna, they would not say it contains absolute moral truth. It contains truth principles for life. They would say it contains great ideas that are, uh, that over the course of time have been revered. But it's not authoritative, and it's not necessarily true. But it's something to consider. Something to consider. 39% of evangelical pastors said there is no absolute moral truth and that each each individual must determine their own truth. And it said the numbers get even worse in other denominations. So I wanted to see what Jesus' view of the Scripture was. Let's see, John chapter 5, verses 39 through 47. You search the scripture because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me. And you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. I do not receive glory from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in yourselves. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. 
How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and you do not seek the glory that is from the one and the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father, that the one who accuses you is Moses, in whom you have set your hope. For if you believe Mo- if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my works? And as I thought about the when he was talking about this, and as we've been going through Romans, and, and Randy's been going back into uh, Genesis, speaking about the account of the fall and how we're all tied into this sin of Adam, if we don't believe that the Bible's true as Jesus did, he says it. He says that Moses wrote about him. Uh, he gives validity to the Old, the, to the Old Testament. Uh, we have no higher authority than Jesus. And so, um, as I was thinking about that, I just understood that if 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 we don't believe that the scriptures are 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 true, everything falls apart. Jesus believed the scriptures were true. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me." John fourteen six. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, you. Oh, Lord, have given us the word of truth, your son, Jesus. He has explained you. He has given us uh, such great and wonderful words of, of life and salvation. Lord, we worship you this morning. We thank you, God, for your care for us, God. You are the great shepherd who cares for his sheep. You have cared so much for us, Lord, that you have given us your word. Lord, that we can look to it. It is a light unto our path, God. So, Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you. We worship you, God, because you are the God of truth, and your word stands forever. And we praise you, and you are glorious. In Jesus' name, amen.